Wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 83, the one where we predict Atari's next console. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's going to launch alongside Blade Runner. Yep. And it, and in two years, we're gonna get, that's going to get picked up, and we're going to be seen as profits. Yes. I also predict that Nintendo is going to give me a quarter of a million dollars. Yes. Just out of the kindness of their heart yes and the power your powerball numbers for tonight are 14 no i don't have anything hello abc hello emmanuel hello nicholas hello miguel hello anthony hello rusty shackford rusty. bean guy bruce city dylan o'leary tommy rojas nate matos awesome man gmp hello everybody how are you all doing we are well yes uh will's back i am i'm hello. back Last week, because you weren't here, I yes. totally forgot. Like I had it in the in the in the keep, but I forgot to do PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live free games every month. Um, those people behind PlayStation and Xbox give out free games to anybody who's a paying member of their subscription services, and it's our duty to remind you every month to get those games because sometimes you get some good stuff in there. Like uh, this month's got some pretty good things. I yes. gotta say. Which, which would you like to start with? Uh, let's start with PlayStation since we always start with them. Okay, because so, I have PlayStation. On the place on PlayStation platforms, if you are a member of PlayStation Plus, you get for the month of August on the PlayStation Four, you get Just Cause Three and Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry. What is that? That is that was the DLC story for I think Black Flag, where you play as a slave. A slave oh, you assassin. play as the you play as the your shipmate, the side guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but like it's his. Who I think in the game he goes, you ha he's like he's basically the captain, but he's like you have to be the captain because no one will listen to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not white. <laughs> well, um, Freedom's Cry is about like how he came to America. I actually kind of want. And it, yeah, to they said like play that. it's actually like really good, like really mature, really good because like you know it's he's a slave, so they show him being taken to America the way they took slaves to America. Um, yeah. But ju and just cause three. Um, I heard that wasn't great when it launched. I think they fixed all the bugs, but it's oh, free everybody now. Everybody loves that game. I know it's four. Just Cause Two. Everybody loves. There is no Just Cause Four. Three people like three. People, really people like do like three. Yeah, you you put the sticky bombs on on someone's crotch. And yeah, because I remember when Just Cause Three launched, it was pretty buggy. So like people were disappointed. Yeah, but it, like it got that's better. That's the game though. So like, like it's now a, it's it's a ridiculous like right. like you know. But it was it game. was too bug like it was too buggy. I guess oh, okay. you could say. But now like it's probably all patched up and it's free, so you can play it. And then on PlayStation Three, you get Super Motherload and Snake Ball. Not familiar with either of what those. What the hell is Snake Ball? I know Super Motherload. I don't, know Super Super I don't know Super Mario. <laughs> okay. I know people like it. Um, and then on the uh, PlayStation Vita, you get uh, Downwell, which is also crossed by for the Downwell's PS4. great. Yeah, I heard Downwell's great. Downwell's really great for the phone. For the Vita, it doesn't make sense because it's vertical. Um, it's not vertical on the Vita. You know, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, the yeah. sides are cropped. Unless they like tilt, you tilt the Vita yeah, screen. Yeah, so it's, it's made for the phone. Right. But it's a good game. And also for the Vita free this month is level 22. Uh, I don't know what that is. Neither Snake Ball looks like this. Uh, looks like a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> but Just Cause 3, I think, is a really big deal. Yeah, Just Cause 3. And Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, you know, is also... I wonder how far into the game you need to get before you can just screw around in the game. I think... Because um, that's what you do in Just Cause. Yeah, I think it's pretty early you can screw around in it. And these are free now. Yes, right yeah, now. Because it's August. Yes. Uh, okay, Xbox. Okay, over on Xbox. 
for the Xbox One, all month long, you get Slime Rancher. You know you've been waiting for that. You have been waiting for that. <laughs> and then from August 16th to September 15th, because remember, they like to stagger everything, is Trials Fusion. That's cool. That's that a was a, Yeah, That's that was a very a good game. game. And then on the Xbox 360, which, again, is playable on the Xbox One, uh, backwards compatible, you get uh, Bayonetta from August 1st to the 15th. And then from August 16th to the, the end of the month, you get Red Faction Armageddon. Bayonetta is supposed to be like one of the best games. Yeah, ever. we have Bayonetta. I was playing it, and it's really good. It's it's uh, We have for Xbox? Yeah, we have for oh. Xbox. It's you know kind of like Devil May Cry, but you know it's a different enough. Uh, it's really hard though. I never got to finish it. Um, and then Red Fract Red Faction Armageddon. Uh, it was the game that killed the franchise. So, <laughs> so cool. You get cool. it free now if you. Want I don't to know that. the one before that. Gorilla. I I don't know if that was ever um, a free game. That's supposed to be excellent. Really. So I kind of wish it was that. Instead. I know the original Red Faction is a cult classic. Yeah. It's not that great. I. Mean, <laughs> For the time it was. Yeah, for the time. I yeah. played it pretty late, but I don't think it's that great. Yeah. But, so the best ones there, you got Just Cause 3, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Trials is Tri great. Yeah, I would throw a, uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry in yeah. there, because it's different. So that's f it, between Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. They both have two great games each, mm -hmm. and down well, but I would suggest just paying $2 and getting it on the phone. Yeah. Because it's a great mobile game. Because there's only three buttons. There's left, right, and jump. And jump also shoots your boot guns. Yeah. You boot guns. That's how you, that's how you <laughs> jump. Uh, so that's that. Yep. Make sure you download those. And also, you don't have to actually be on your console to download them. You yes, can you can do, do it, it from your PC. You can do it right on the website on Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. And, then the, and the next time you turn on your console, it'll just download. And you don't even have to download it. You just have to buy initiate the initiate the download then cancel it and then you have it for free forever yes. for as long as you have your subscription that's mm -hmm. how it works on xbox too right i think with the 360 games you just keep them regardless of whether or not your subscription lapses because that oh, okay. the the program wasn't implemented when the 360 was around i'm pretty sure you get to keep them on playstation but i think they changed it i don't, I don't know i know on playstation if you lose your ps plus you lose the games oh I yeah i think on xbox one if you lose your Gold account, you lose the games, but you can keep the 360 games. Mm. Mm. Nicholas says, I watch all your videos. You rock. Thank you so much. Nicholas. Thank you. You rock. Wooly Puss is more speedrunning tutorials. Is that from my one speedrunning tutorial? That yeah. Uh, one more. Timote. Ty I'm not pronouncing your name. <laughs> Stop. Stopped playing Zelda to watch your stream. Oh, thank you so much. Aww. You could do this both at the same time. Yeah. This is more like a podcast. All right, moving on. Yes. Uh, let's talk about how I'm a goddamn psychic. Well, yeah, let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> so the other day, uh, I got like a message or two on Twitter. People were like posting my video from two years ago where I uh, talk about what is most likely going to be Nintendo's next console, which is now we know as the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Um, it was pretty heavily rumored that it was going to be a, a hybrid portable mm -hmm. home console. I wasn't the only person. Right. But uh, the other day, uh, people were posting it, and it turns out somebody put it on Reddit. That's where it, it sparked from. Oh. One person put it on Reddit, and that's where I guess people started watching it. Right. Um, and then Crave Online was the first one to write an article. This guy... 
keep <laughs> keep that this guy right this guy predicted the nintendo switch two years before its launch the article reads a youtuber predicted the launch of the nintendo switch oh my god there's a giant full page ad we're gonna watch it together no we're not get out of my face a youtuber predicted the launch of the nintendo switch over two years before it became a reality this was in 20 january 2015 mm-hmm with him making bold prediction in early 2015 that turned out to be almost completely accurate by the time of console's 2017 release. I have to say that uh, part of it is very not true, but we'll <laughs> get there. <laughs> YouTuber The Wolf Den. Yeah. So you, you know when, you know when like these YouTubers like react to articles written about them or other videos written about them? Yeah. Or like whenever the media gets their hands on things and they, they, they address them wrong and they get like annoyed. This isn't something that should annoy me as much as it does. YouTuber The Wolf Den. I mean, it annoys me because that implies that, that you're I'm The Wolf, wolf Den. Den. I know. It, it <laughs> should be Bob Wolf of The, the wolf, wolf Den. Den. Yes. yes. There are more than I one I believe we're putting, we were putting our Twitter handles in the video at the time. Yes. So they should yes. have seen that. Yes. It, it is Bob Wolf of The Wolf Den. Thank you very much, Cravon. Yeah. <laughs> Posted a video in January 2015 that predicted the next Nintendo console following the Wii U with him being on the money about its core features. Nothing, noting a short clip of a smaller handheld gamepad featured in a Nintendo commercial. This, okay, so there was a Nintendo commercial that showed a Wii U gamepad that was blurred out. Right. It was obviously smaller. Mm -hmm. And my point about that was that I thought that they were going to make uh, Wii U light, and then they just scrapped it because the, the sales were so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I was like, they're gearing up for a new console. That was my evidence to show that they were gearing up for a new console. The Wolf Den theorized that Nintendo was working on a handheld slash home console hybrid with a smaller bezel than the Wii U's bulky controller, noting that it could potentially either be played independently like a 3ds or hooked up on a tv to better explain this concept the wolf den shares the image of the console's controller hooked up to the tv by a way of dock with this illustration looking incredibly similar to a switch console that's what i think sold people on the video yeah was that i i made a little gif of um the gamepad going into a dock right and the dock looks like the the dock that i have the little compact one like the nyko one um I just, that was just the obvious. It's a lot of people had that had that theory. It yeah, was, it I was, remember. I, it was ob, It was the obvious progression for Nintendo, but yeah. nobody made a GIF. The GIF right. is what <laughs> is what is what people went nuts yeah. about. Because I think I remember like hearing other like, IGN talked about it. IGN talked about yeah. it. Like other websites were talking about like Nintendo should do a hybrid console yeah. or something like that. Uh, I, and I also just explained why they would do that. Yeah. And this article goes on. Though the Wolf Den goes on to state that the console would probably make use of the Wiimotes. This is where I was dead wrong. Yes. Because I I was very, even a year later when it was rumored that they were going to ha- have detachable controllers. Yeah. I said, I was totally against that. I was like, there's no way they're going to do detachable controllers because... Yeah. If you have things that are, keep coming on and off, they're going to break. Yeah. Even though they did a really good job with yeah. the Joy-Cons. But that's the only way they could solve the problem of putting the console in a dock and then playing it on your couch. Because then you lose the controllers once you put it in the dock. Right. Unless they're either detachable or you have a second controller. Mm-hmm. So 
that's something that I, my solution was to just use your old Wiimotes, which I'm glad they didn't do. Yeah. And I even say in the video, I made fun of them for liking their old controllers. Uh, a prediction in that fortunately did not come true. Talking about the Wiimotes. It did not turn out to be true given the Switch's use of the Joy-Con controls, blah, blah, blah. The YouTuber does successfully outline what would... What the hell was that? <laughs> I'm thinking ad played. Uh... The rumors in the town Oh, this is the part. Uh, he also briefly touches upon Nintendo developing games for iOS in this video, discussing the new Super Mario Brothers series potentially going mobile, which did kind of happen thanks to the release of Super Mario Run. I, everybody, that was around the time that they got acquired by uh, DNA. Yes. Or they acquired, they acquired the, DNA, uh, yeah. the mobile company DNA. And um, I had to address people saying that Mario was going to come to mobile. And I said that, uh, Mar I said that Nintendo will bring games to mobile. Mm -hmm. It, uh, hopefully will not be a regular Mario game where I have to play it on the stupid touchscreen. But I also say in the video, how Nintendo's competitor isn't Sony and Microsoft. It's Apple. Right. And that's why I talk about the phone. Uh, but after that, Article went up. It also went up on... Why are you not working? Why are you not working? I hate everything about <laughs> everything right now. It also went up on Game Bolt. And then it went up on comicbook.com. Yes. Which is... Which I always right. forget is a website. <laughs> yes. I'm proud of that one. And then Game Bolt writes, this guy predicted yeah. what the Nintendo Switch will look like more than two years before launch. And they basically say exactly what uh, the other people said. Uh, and then comicbook.com said, these guys predicted the Nintendo Switch. Because they reference um, Hip Hop Gamer. Hip Hop Gamer, yes. Of Hot 97? It says Hot... I think he, he works for Hot 97. Interesting. Hip Hop Gamer, yeah. Uh, they say he's an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, I've heard he's not. Also, his video is like 15 minutes long, so I didn't yeah. watch the whole thing. But there you go. I'm a freaking psychic, and everybody should listen to me all of the time because I'm always right. Isn't that right, Will? I guess. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say about that. But really, it was it like. I'm not the only person who thought that. Yeah, I, was just, I think I, I was just the only person who was who was uh, who made a dedicated video yeah. to it at the time. Now, did any of the writers of these articles even bother trying to get in contact with you? Or nope, no. Nope. One guy tweeted at me. It was, I think it was just because he saw it on Reddit. Yeah, none of them bothered to talk to me or anything. Wow. Yeah, they probably just had to quickly turn out of uh, an article, you know. And it must have been a slow news day if, you know, yeah. they're just writing articles about two-year-old YouTube videos. We got a boost in views for that one video. We did. But we, you know, we had, like, a modest boost in views overall for the whole channel. <laughs> so, like, it was, like, barely a dent in our, yeah. in our regular. But it's still cool seeing, yeah. seeing articles written about this guy over here. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> the Wolf Den. It's all, it's all stupid. Uh... Tommy says, Bob, do you have stickers for sale like the one that you have on your laptop? Actually, I do. Not this one. This is uh, from Patabot. P-A-T-A bot. Uh, you can buy it from her website. But I have stickers of 
a Sonic that actually is in the bottom of the screen right there. That is on uh, my T Public store. I believe you can. I don't know, I'll just type it in the in the chat. Uh, actually, it is it in the one that's in the description. Is it even in the description? We even have it in the description. All right, well, I'll put it in the chat. Fix it. Valtov <laughs> uh, said Nintendo didn't acquire DNA, or at least I think. I believe that Nintendo and DNA had a contract to make four to five mobile games together. Or, Well, I think the, the official statement is like Nintendo is heavily invested. Like they're the majority shareholder it's of like, DNA. It's like how Nintendo doesn't own the Pokemon company, but right. they own the Pokemon company. Right. <laughs> What are you What are you doing over there, Will? I'm actually <laughs> doing something completely different, not related to the wolf pen. Oh, good, uh, <laughs> good. It's, I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> for us, just congrats, congrats to you for your new emote that I just made before I started this <laughs> this stream. Uh, Viper says, "Modern journalism. Why bother reaching out to the source when you can just search Reddit for hours and hours on end?" Yeah, li they just literally lifted the article from Reddit. Yeah. Well. One person wrote an article about something they found on Reddit. The other two people just copied, lifted it, yeah. just copied that same article. Uh, Christian she uh, Sheppengrell, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Bob, can you say I will be rich enough to afford my bills in two years? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> your, your outlook is bad. Uh, AJ says that Nintendo has a 25% stake in DNA. That's it? That's it. I guess that's still a lot. It's still a lot. That probably makes the majority. Um, Cole says, IG, all caps, IGN is worst reviewer, hands down, and doesn't care about its workers. Why? What makes you say that? Mm -hmm. it's, yes, we need... Uh, Albardo says that IGN are some poser gamers. What is that about? Why is everybody talking about IGN? Did I say something about IGN? Oh, I did. I said IGN. Uh, IGN talked about uh, the, what the switch is going to be. Yeah, that was just a way of saying that 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 it was pretty widely known what the switch was going to yeah. be. Yeah, is T Public down? I'm trying to get my stickers up here. Or is our whole internet screwed up right now? Uh, you having the, problems over there? No, the video's still going. Yeah, the video's going. Uh, okay, let's go. Do you have another story? I got I got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I do have stuff, but okay, but you you do something. What do you <laughs> What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Star Wars, Unsung Story, Dark Tower, Arms, Dark Tower? Yeah, no, you don't want to talk. Do I want to talk about Dark Tower. All right, because uh, did you, did you hear that like Dark Tower comes out this week, but they've only released two tra two trailers for it. No. And apparently, there's like a whole there's it's another movie with a lot of behind the scenes problems. Uh oh, no, go go on. Then. Okay, <laughs> so Variety reported that uh, the Dark Tower movie coming out, which is um, an adaptation of the Stephen King series of books, um, is apparently was apparently a disaster. Like trying to make it, uh, basically because there were three people butting heads the entire time there was the rights holders mcr there was sony pictures and then there was the director um basically all three of them had veto power meaning that if one of them didn't like anything then they had to kill that one aspect so like is that why no trailers came out yes that's because <laughs> like if one of them didn't like a trailer that trailer had to die and like could not be released they had to go back and refix it Damn. same thing with the entire movie 
apparently the movie's only 95 minutes long. <laughs> and this, so they all had that's the thing they all had veto power but they all probably gave zero input on what to replace right. it with the the movie itself is weird as it is because the the dark tower is eight books and it's it's real it's really like interdimensional and sprawling and it's like a western and a horror movie and this and that yeah. and like it weaves into stephen king's other works and apparently this movie is a sequel to the books a sequel yes Oh, I thought it was the first one. No. They're gonna make like a series. No, it's it is a sequel to everything that happens in the books. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of westerns. This doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody I know has read The Dark Tower and loves The Dark Tower. I read the Marvel comic of the prequel, The Gunslinger Born, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I did like the the line, uh, don't forget the face of your father. I think that's pretty badass. But other than that, like, I don't have time to get yeah, into the Dark Tower. That's a lot, of, um, a lot of books. I was hoping this movie could be, like, you know, what Lord of the Rings was or Harry Potter. You know, a good adaptation of a book series that I can just watch and get into and get the basics. Apparently, this is not it. So, do you have to read the books to then understand this movie? Apparently. Apparently, <laughs> one of the problems was they had a screening. And in, the, in that version of the film that was shown, they, like, explained the mythology. And the test audience didn't like that because they found it confusing and stupid and dumb. So that got cut. That was probably like 20 minutes of the movie cut. That's why it's so, 95 minutes. I really hope you don't need that setup. Um, you, Maybe it'd be like Spider-Man. Maybe. Well, Spider-Man no, we know. Everybody knows yeah. Spider-Man. Nobody really knows the Dark Tower. Yeah. So. We'll you know, see. we say everybody knows Spider-Man. That's because you grew up with Spider-Man. There's kids today that did not grow up with Spider-Man. True, but I feel like kids today if they were into spider-man they know enough about spider-man to thing. get them by what if they're not into spider-man and that's why i think some people didn't like the movie idiots didn't like the movie. yeah but but uh i think that some people just legitimately were don't have the same connection to spider-man as people like us because we grew up with it maybe you know so but i feel i, I don't know because that's different because spider-man is like all ages like he's designed to appeal to everybody yeah. the dark tower is much more mature and like definitely for a much older crowd and it's much more like dense and complex than you know a typical spider-man story i'd argue that when we were into spider-man or batman you know like all the cartoons when yeah. all the cartoons were out you didn't get an origin story you would just turn on the tv and you would get an episode that was encapsulated in itself so right. you don't get the backstory you just get tossed in mm -hmm. So I think a story could be told very well just being tossed into the middle of it. Right. So that being said, Dark Tower not having an intro uh, or like a backstory, I think I think it could work. But like you said, there's a lot of development issues. So right now I'm having. Uh, yeah, now I just lost connection. Uh, hopefully that is just our computers and not yeah. the stream. I'm gonna check the computer over here because I can't remote into it. All right, you do that. Um, I am just stalling for time because I lost. Everything. Oh nope, I'm back. Okay, reloading the We're page. Still streaming. Still, still trucking along. Just can't get any of our notes or anything. Yeah, and I can't read the chat. So sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, Tevia could... says, didn't Sony also release the Emoji Movie? The sure was that did. Sony? That, yes, it was. Oh, I heard that was great. Yeah. Jack's Films does a has a great video. Oh yeah. He's he's been like trolling Sony, <laughs> like. Uh, for like months talking about how um 
just talking about how he, he's so excited for it, but it's like super sarcastic. Yeah. And uh, they sent him a care package and invited him to the premiere. Ah. So he went to the premiere and then he reviewed it. And he gave a very sarcastic review. Nice. And it was very good. I feel like at some point, Sony had to know that the Emoji Movie wasn't the best idea. I know. But that's the thing. Like, kids still liked it. And right. that's who it was targeted for. So who really cares? Right. Kids are Did Black Nerd do a, do a video on it? I feel like he did. I want to hear him. Yeah. I want to hear him talk about it. All right, well, I have some other stories here. All right, yeah, I, I got other two. I got, to... I got better than Dark Tower. Uh, well, let me talk about this because this is important and it's Nintendo related. Okay. Well, let's do... You have one. Arms has legs. Is that the one that you were going to talk about? No, Arms doesn't have arms legs. Arms doesn't have legs. Does That's that, what it was. You're going to talk it. about that too? No, I have it in here. Yeah. Just Kotaku, the headline is Arms doesn't have legs. And I just wanted to end it there. <laughs> it's just that nobody's playing it now, right? Yeah, it's not as popular as it was when it launched. I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors in that. I mean, Splatoon came out, and that's the, argu arguably the better game. Um, it's still unclear, like, you know, because there's competitive and there's just fun. But, like, you know, there's two different crowds and, like, one's leaving, one isn't. It's apparently going to be part of Evo. So we'll see Ugh. how it does for Evo. Ugh. But... That's enough. Like I've said this before, uh, it's got motion controls. Yeah, they're trying to push the motion controls real hard. Right? Are they going to allow uh, pro controllers for Evo? Right. Because th that's how you win on online. Yeah. <laughs> you don't use the motion controls. Well, except for Splatoon. With Smash, does Evo let you use whatever controller you want? Or yes, because I remember people started bringing fight sticks and they had an issue with that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so this might be that situation where they can, they'll let you pick whatever controls, but, but it's they a... might do a thing where it, they have motion only and button only. My, my, my angle is that it's it, Nintendo is very heavily involved in this now right. because they have their whole like, you know, like uh pro thing going mm -hmm. on. So this is very heavily involved by Nintendo. Do they want to control the narrative and say and like force people to play with motion controls? Also, people who do play with motion controls are going to be at an insane disadvantage right. compared to the people who don't play with motion controls for arms specifically, yes. not Splatoon. Right for arms. Right. Um, so if you if they do allow some people, it's like if if you play with a controller in a PC tournament, you're not going to win. Yeah. You know. Um. Or if you play with a keyboard and mouse in a console tournament, because there's people who do that. Yeah. There's people who play Destiny with a keyboard and mouse, and people hate them because it's like you're kind of, kind of cheating. Yeah. <laughs> but. So what was the point of that article? They they're just. It was just that you know, dying. It was Nintendo's like next big franchise, and it's not. You know, it doesn't. It's not as doesn't seem to have a longest tail as their other games right. have. It sold a lot. Yes. It sold a bunch. It's just that people lost interest. Right. Which is completely understandable. I right. mean, who knows? They might release DLC for it. Exactly. Um, Evo might give it a big boost. Um, if they do an ARMS 2, maybe they'll improve on everything. Or, you know, they'll just make Punch-Out and replace ARMS with Punch-Out. I think they'll do an ARMS 2. Yeah. Like I've said before, if they release DLC that has Nintendo characters in it, I think people will go back. Yeah. I I completely underestimate the power of DLC because there's plenty of games, like online yeah. focused games, that uh 
get like a resurgence because people because they release dlc and people get into it yeah here's a stupid article so far nintendo's arms doesn't have legs <laughs> i hate it i hate it so much yeah i'm not gonna read it okay uh but moving on more nintendo stuff oh unless somebody in the chat has anything to say are we are we does the internet work again yeah yeah it's working again. aj says evo in japan so maybe it's only oh actually that makes more sense Mm. Yeah, because there are tour there have been tournaments for Splatoon and I never see them. I don't think that's part of Evo though. Because no, it's not. Yeah. But I was just wondering why I never saw Splatoon yeah. tournaments, you know? Uh Emmanuel says fidget spinner movie coming too. I don't know. I saw things like that and I didn't really? believe it. I didn't I don't know how how true that I is. I doubt there's gonna be one. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but if it did happen. They should get Corridor Digital to make it. Did you see that video? No. Fidget Spinner anime? Oh, I did see that. It was really that was good. good. Yeah. They also did a... Did you see the baseball one they did? No. They did a... Before that, they did a baseball anime one. That was also really yeah. good. Nice. Um, Zoidberg says, shout out to Jax Films. Jax Films, I mean, if we're going to shout out a YouTube channel, I don't think he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jazz Dad says, I like DLC as long as most of their content isn't focused on it. Good. I like DLC when it's free. Uh, and Bean Guy says, free DLC is, is fine. Uh, Cole Schubert says that all DLC is free for ARMS. Oh, wow. So that's good. So that, that might, that's good. That, that they, they might have a resurgence. Yeah. If the DLC is great. Yes. So they need to have great DLC. Splatoon. Mm -hmm. Like two days after it came out, they were like, "Here's some, here's some weapons." Yeah, so that's pretty cool. All right, moving on to Mario. Okay. Uh, oh, before I get to this one, let's talk about the controversial one. I wanted to have more for this, but uh, did you know, Will, that Nintendo removed the sombrero from <gasps> Mario on the cover of Mario Odyssey? There it is in the bottom left-hand corner. There it is. On this picture, it looks blurry like it was almost added in after. Right. There he is with a stupid big-ass sombrero, and they replaced it with the underwater Mario. How do you feel, Will? Eh. Cult <laughs> do you think him with the sombrero is cultural appropriation? No. <laughs> it's just it's just a guy in a sombrero. It's just a guy in a sombrero. It doesn't mean Well, anything. what defines cultural appropriation? It's if you take somebody else's culture and and, and what? Um, I think it's like you... you I'm gonna Google it right Cause now. when Iron the whole Iron Fist thing, the whole reason why that was controversial is a white guy, you know, appropriating Asian culture and not only like, you know, adapting it into his own, but be like being better than the Asians at Asian culture. Right. Um I don't necessarily think that's what Nintendo was trying to do. I don't even necessarily think that's what wearing the sombrero does. Like it doesn't matter. Cultural appropriation to me is like the Washington Redskins. Yes. <laughs> like like that's a little much. <laughs> with the with the tomahawk chop yeah. and everything. That's a little much. But putting a sombrero on. So cultural appropriation is the adoption of use of the elements of one culture by members of another culture. So I don't think that definition, yeah. I don't think is necessarily bad. Right. The adoption of use of the element. Because, like, can a culture own something? 
No. And like, like this is ours and you can't have it. Technically, no, but there are certain things that are so connected to a specific culture that for another culture to, you know, use those elements just feels out of place. And like, right. you know that they're, you know, taking from another culture. I, I like, I connect like a poncho to Mexican culture. Right. However, you have Westerns and like the man with no name mm -hmm. wears a poncho. Right. And I don't consider that cultural appropriation. I think right. it fits very well. Yeah. This, you have Mario in a poncho. And sombrero. And a sombrero. Is that what makes it overboard? I think it's just Nintendo being cautious because, um, that they don't offend anybody. Right. People, are ups people are thinking that they might take it off the game entirely which i think i don't i don't think they're way going too to do. late i don't think they're gonna do that yeah it's a big i mean not that the outfit's a big part of the game but you have sugar skulls and like and, mm -hmm. and you have a whole world that's like uh southern and mexican yeah like themed yeah no i don't think they're gonna i think they're just you know for the cover at least they're downplaying that element and just leaving it in the game you know they don't want to make it like yeah, I guess they don't want to put it in all their advertising, right? You know, for, for in case people get the wrong idea. When they see it in that. the context of the game, it'll make more sense. Basically. I understand that. Whereas just a picture could lead to the wrong context. Also, that I haven't seen an example of anybody upset about the sombrero. Right. So this could be Nintendo just being cautious. They they've done this before in um, Ocarina of Time. The Fire Temple song had a originally the original release of ocarina of time um the fire temple song had a muslim chant in it yes and then they pulled that and re-released the game with a different song in it i remember that so i mean but there was no controversy over it nintendo just found out about it after it was shipped and they pulled it just to be safe right i'm trying to pull something up on my phone right oh i'm i'm not on wi-fi that's why it's taking so long <laughs> uh here it is i want to talk about how uh mario himself yes if we're talking about cultural appropriation mario himself is called is his cultural yes, appropriation absolutely and i want to case in points mario's idol animation from, from mario, mario 64. 64 this is probably gonna be really loud in the microphone he's sleeping this is what he dreams of He dreams of spaghetti and ravioli. And then he says, ah, mamma mia. Yeah, it's, uh, that's... In case you didn't know, we're very Italian. Yes. <laughs> in the wolf den. Wolf den. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So what's wrong with the sombrero? That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I understand why they would want to take it out of the, uh, the cover. And they probably just would rather you see it in the context of the game rather than in the context of the cover because, like I said, in the context of the game, it probably makes more sense, whereas just the picture, right. you know, could lead to the wrong idea. Right, right, right. Uh, I want to go into a chat and be very, um... and be very, uh, cautious about what I pick from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Farouk May, which... I see what you did there. As a non-white person, I can honestly say people only use cultural appropriation towards whites and light-skinned culture. 
towards or yeah. or use the term use the term towards so like if we walked around with top knots and kimonos branding string samurai swords that's cultural appropriation but if a latino did that well then not so much i think what what he's what he's going for is that um if a if a white i, I think it's more white people could use somebody else's culture how, how do i how do i put this i think you're mixing it up I, I, think... I am trying to flip it like 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 it's more likely for a it's if, more... if, if anybody's going to going to uh dress up in a kimono and it'd be wrong it's gonna be a white it's gonna person. be a white yes. dude that's what i'm saying yeah it's not gonna be an asian because it's their culture right. it could be a black dude but nobody's gonna be like hey hey don't wear that yeah because they got enough problems yeah <laughs> So that's why it. That's why people always go to white people. Hey, you can't do that. Yeah. And that's why having an Italian is he even American? He's an Italian. He's an Italian. I. He's an Italian. Uh, caricature. I don't know what his what the current continuity is. So here's the thing. He has a hard accent. So yes. he has to be from Italy. Yes. And he's also from Brooklyn. See, that's where I get confused, because I think originally he was from Brooklyn. Right. But the current canon is that he's just, he's from the Mushroom Kingdom, and that's it. And that's just it. And that's just it. <laughs> but it doesn't explain why he's an Italian in the Mushroom Kingdom. So, so my head canon yes. is that he's from Italy, an immigrant from Italy. Okay. Moved to Brooklyn, became a plumber. Yes. And now he resides in the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. So he's got a a, a tri citizenship. Okay, that is my head count. Him and Luigi. Him and Luigi. Okay. Except I don't think Brooklyn exists in this world, and it's New Donk City. New Donk City. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is that he's wearing a sombrero, and he's and he's a white dude, and that's why yes. people are upset. But I mean, again, white people are more likely to cultural appropriate, I guess. Yeah. If. And again, what I said, I'm getting myself in trouble. Yeah. What I said before was that cultural appropriation isn't necessarily that bad of a thing. Because, like, you can't own an aspect of your culture. You know what I mean? No, but you can you can appropriate it poorly. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And most of the time, it's appropriated. It's it, like it's the Washington Redskins. Yes, like the Washington that's Redskins. A, that's a poor appropriation yes. of that culture. So there's a. This isn't a lesson. No. Believe whatever you want to yes. believe. <laughs> this is just our take, I guess, as two white dudes, two privileged white dudes. Uh, Daniel says, "I'm kind of happy that there is some Mexican culture in a Mario game. Is kind of a big deal." Yeah, I don't think that that's existed previously. No, the usually the Mario games don't really, you know, showcase other like cultures. Like they've yeah. shown pyramids and stuff, but like literally just pyramids in a desert. Japanese culture. Yes. But that's because it's super Japanese. Right. Uh, I mean, Italian culture in that he dreams of spaghetti. Yeah. But that's it. That's literally the only Italian culture you yeah. get. Is that he has a mustache and he dreams of spaghetti. And ravioli. Liv Tarak says, well, he is Italian. Uh, Danny Laguna says, if a bro wears a sombrero while wasted during Cinco de Mayo, that's not cool. Mario, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can. I see what is, that. yeah. Uh, Anthony Loria says, as an Italian, I can confirm that what I dream about 
I can confirm that I dream about. I could. I can confirm what I dream about, and it's cannolis. He he dreams about cannolis. All I right. butchered that. It was going to be a funny joke, and I ruined it. I'm sorry. Uh, Titanium says, "Bob, stop with the lists because I make list videos." You do make list videos. Uh, to be fair, I don't put them in a list in the video. The yeah. title is a list, but yeah. the video isn't actually a list of video. <laughs> um, so no, I won't. How about stop watching them and then I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tevi says, I think this is really stupid. Why bring politics into this? You're right. People will bring politics into everything. That's the problem. Yeah. Like but, we can't have nice things anymore. But again, Mar uh, Nintendo... I don't think anybody necessarily was like, hey, take that sombrero off the yeah. cover. I think that they were just like, let's squash the Nobody's acu accusing Nintendo of being racist. They're just, Nintendo is covering their own butt yes. just to be safe. And it, this is better than then taking it out of the game entirely. Yeah. So, I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, Tevi also says, Bob, please answer. Why can't Mario have fun with this Sun radio. What does that mean? Sombrero. He, I think, I yeah. think that was an autocorrect for sombrero. You can have fun with the sombrero. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Um. All right. Also, part of this story, uh, jumping off of this, is that Mario Odyssey has an E10 rating and is the first mainline Mario game to receive an E10 rating. Which is interesting, because what is so risque about it that pushes it to the 10 plus rating rather than the e cultural appropriation probably uh game uh go nintendo says as far as we can tell this is the first mainline mario entry to get an e10 rating from the esrb there are some other titles starring mario that have gotten that rating before like some of the mario and sonic games i'm thinking the new donk city portion might play into the game's rating since it features lifelike humans you can jump you can jump on Thanks to Anonymous for the heads up. Uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be cartoon violence, obviously, because okay. that's yeah. like usually on rated E games. But yeah, they might take it a little far. I also, can, I can see that. Yeah. Also, you l literally pr possess a person. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is it? It's not possessing. It's oh, I forgot. Yeah. I made a video on this. Um, it was a list video. <laughs> Oh, what was it? It's not possess. Yeah, no. Capture. He capture, capture, yeah. captures uh, all these people. Um, yeah. Oh, Patrinko says, being Mexican myself, I can definitely say that, that cultural appropriation is not something most Mexican people care about at all. In fact, things like Speedy Gonzales are very much loved and adored. I love Speedy Gonzales. There was a time when they Warner Brothers actually pulled Speedy Gonzales from television. Really? At, because they said, you know, it's, you know, it's a different time. He's insensitive. He's, you know, too uh, over the top. It's not a fair depiction of Mexican culture. And what happened was... A lot of Mexican-Americans came out and said, no, he's one of the few positive p depictions of Mexicans on television. Yeah. Please bring him back. Because he is. He he is. Yes. It's not like when you watch an old Western, the Mexicans are depicted very poorly. Yes. They're they're like they're like dumb or, yeah. or, or, like, or like the bad guys or something. Yeah. But Speedy Gonzalez is the hero. Yeah. He, like, you know? he has an over-the-top accent, but he's always in the right. He's always like one step ahead of everybody he's smart he's 
you know, yeah, literally quick on his feet. And as Italian Americans, yes, or just Americans who have Italian ancestors, yes, off the boat, mother. Um, <laughs> Mario is very loved. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but again, like I would say that, like the the Mexicans who are depicted in westerns, that is a poor cultural appropriation. That's not appropriation. That's not a cultural appropriation. That's just poor depiction. That's just a poor depiction. Yes, yeah. and just blatant racism. Yeah. But uh, Speedy Gonzalez is not. Samoan Stig does bring up uh, his drunk lazy cousin was bad. Uh, I don't think Slowpoke Rodriguez was drunk necessarily, but he and not necessarily that he was lazy, <laughs> but he was just very slow. <laughs> So I don't know why Mario has an E10 yeah. rating. Probably cartoon violence and some other stupid thing. It yeah. might be something like it, it could be something weird, like uh, they they like depict a religion. No, because Nintendo is a very strict like no religion thing. Well, then there's the Muslim thing with with Zelda. Well, they right, but it. that was that was an accident because that track was like public domain. Right, you're right. So it's gonna be something dumb. There's gonna yeah. be a dumb reason for it. Uh, I think that's everything that I have. Okay. Oh, good, because I got stuff. Okay, let's roll through it. Okay. Um, I do have one, but it's not that important. Star Wars Episode Nine is getting a rewrite. That's a big deal. Um, it, it is and it isn't. Um, so Colin Trevorrow, uh, the director of Episode Nine, uh, wrote the script with his writing par partner, Derek Connolly. Um, Ryan Johnson, the writer and director of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, wrote the initial treatment. And then Colin Trevorrow and Derek, Donnelly, Derek Connolly uh, expanded on it from there. It is now being rewritten by Jack Thorne, uh, who is known for the play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. He's also written for a lot of British television, including The Fades, uh, The Last Panthers, National Treasure, and others. He's also currently adapting uh, those book series, His Dark Materials, for the BBC, and is doing something on Philip K. Dick for Channel 4. And I believe he is an award winner. Oh, yeah. He won an award for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So do these writers have, like, a major outline? Like, like who wrote the outline for all of this trilogy? I think what happened was when they were plotting out Episode 7, J.J. Abrams, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, Michael Arndt, and Kathleen Kennedy had, like, this overall idea of, like, where the – not necessarily where the series is going to go, but where the movie is going to go. And then Kathleen Kennedy and, like, a couple other people in Lucasfilm, like, continue to plot out, like, where the rest of the series is going to go in conjunction with Ryan Johnson, who is writing and directing Episode 8 and also did the initial pitch for Episode 9. With Episode 9, they hired Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly to expand on that treatment and Colin Trevorrow to also direct the movie. I'm glad they have somebody to... Uh... I'm glad they have a major outline yeah. because I was worried that each one of these writers, each one of these writers and directors are going to have their own little version yeah. of Star Wars and they were going to be no, I think nothing. From what I've seen with like all the Star Wars stuff that Disney has done, it's very collaborative and team-based. Like Kathleen Kennedy is obviously the leader steering the ship, but she's working with all these different people to put out the best possible Star Wars that can, you know, that can be released. Right. You know? So sometimes it leads to weird situations where Gareth Edwards doesn't get final edit of Rogue One. They bring in Tony Gilroy to do that, or they fire um, Lord Miller from Han Solo and have to bring in Ron Howard to finish. But I mean, so far the result they're two and two right now. Yeah, 
And episode eight looks dynamite. Rogue One was amazing. Yes. So if you haven't seen that, you got to see that. Mm-hmm. That was very important. Arguably, I mean, episode seven was also amazing. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that Rogue One was uh, better, but like only slightly. I feel like Rogue One was the Star Wars story, like fans of the old expanding universe were expecting when episode seven to be yes and i feel feel like that will make up for any problems they had with episode seven. yes it was it was very uh rugged and yeah it went, you it was know dirty and not a lot bleak. of lightsabers yeah. which was important to me mm-hmm. <laughs> um so what i mean i guess it doesn't really mean much that there's a there's a they're doing rewrites no, I mean movie gets movies gets re- movies get rewritten all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Colin Trevorrow is busy. He's not directing the next Jurassic Park movie, but he's like producing it, and I think he wrote it too. So he's busy with that right now. And then when that's done, they're they're gonna hop into Episode Nine. Well, I guess once Ryan Johnson's done, they're gonna hop into Episode Nine. We still haven't gotten a new trailer for Episode Eight. No. Well, I wonder when. I'd if imagine. at all, I, you know, I kind of I don't even care. Just don't even release anything. I feel like it's gonna be. St- you know, not too soon, but like eventually. I want to see whatever they release, but I also yeah. don't want them to release much. Uh, in the chat, I want to point out Viltuff says Super Mario Galaxy got an E10, and then I looked it up, and it definitely did not get an E10. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Galaxy has an E for mild cartoon violence. Super Mario Galaxy 2 also has an E for mild cartoon violence. Right. Um,. All right, what else you got, Will? All right. Um, so do you... Oh, everybody's saying that the Harry Potter uh, Cursed Child was the worst Harry Potter. Really? I don't like Harry Potter. I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I I try. Um, I think he's done other stuff. That was the one that io9 just kept harping on about. Miguel says Rogue One was the only prequel with good review scores. Dang. It's true. It's true. Uh... All right. Um, last story and then... Yeah. Do questions? Okay. Well, so, you do that, and then I'll die. I got one more. Okay. Do you know anything about uns- the unsung story? No. Okay. So, uh, the unsung story was... Okay. The creator of Final Fantasy Tactics, Yatsumi Matsuno, uh, in 2013 announced he was going to... Uh, he's got a new company called Playdeck, and he's going to create two new games called... Um, called Unsung Story. One is like a card-based game, digital card-based game, and the other is a strategy tactical RPG, basically the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. This is in 2013. In 2014... A lot uh, of people really liked Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. 2014, they announced the Kickstarter for Unsung Story, the tactical game, mm-hmm. with a $600,000 goal. Oh, I did hear about this. And <laughs> it does not end well. No. And like, you know, it was, it was close. Um, they almost didn't make it, but at the end they do make it to, they do make their goal. They got $660,000 to make this game. Um, and then for like three years, nothing. Like, it's been three years? Yeah. Like the Kickstarter ended in 2014, like February, 2014. And it is now August 2017. So basically, what happened was during those years, um, they will release they will release backer updates to Kickstarter, then nothing, then another backer update, and then nothing. Then they release like a screenshot that looked terrible, <laughs> and then nothing. Then it was found out that um, 
Matsono was no longer on the project, but um, the head of uh, Playdeck was, you know, still steering the ship. It was apparently now going to be a multiplayer game, which was not what was promised in the Kickstarter. Yeah, so you just paid for a game that you're not getting yeah. at that point. Um, they post a video of it, which still looks terrible. Um, <laughs> they would go months without updating. Like, uh, from here, June, July, and August of 2015, no updates. 2015? 2015. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they said they're going to have a PvP beta in 2015, which nobody asked for. Um, I'm trying to see. November, De November, December 2015, January 2016, no updates. <laughs> what system was this for? Uh, they didn't say. It was just... I guess it was initially PC. Final and Fantasy Tactics wasn't that Game Boy Advance. That was a PlayStation One oh, game okay. originally. Um, so eventually, long story short, um, this month it was announced that another company had now is in charge of making Unsung Story. Okay. So Playdeck um, has basically sold all rights to Unsung Story to publisher developer Little Orbit, which is best known for making like licensed games. Mm. Um. But licensed uh, Little Orbit, uh, according to the CEO, has the capability to actually like put out this game like in a reasonable amount of time and with a decent budget. Because apparently, Playdeck had a lot of financial problems. So there, the money is still there, and these people are still going to get their game. The Kickstarter right backers are still going to get their game. How okay. However, uh -oh. a lot of Kickstarter backers have been asking for refunds. Because it's taking so long, the updates have been sporadic, the game is not turning out the way it was initially promised, yeah. they were entitled to refunds. Unfortunately, that complicates things a little too much. Unfortunately, um, the spokesperson for, for a Little Orbit has said, at this time, we cannot offer refunds because we need every available resource we have to get this game finished yeah. in a reasonable state. Um, he is, I understand They're willing that. to work um, with all Kickstarter backers once everything is you know, done and ready to ship. Um, and that, and anybody who still wants the game who backed on a Kickstarter will get the game and it will be a single player game. Good. So people are getting what they want. They're just, going to it's get just the game. Like it's just late. Take, like very late. Yes. It's a long and rocky road. Um, yeah. Little Orbit CEO, Matthew Scott said in an update posted to a Kickstarter. Um, at this point, our primary goal is to separate the years of modifications and changes that were made while Playdeck attempted to deliver something to their backers, and that he pledges to honor the Kickstarter backers' rewards at no extra and no extra cost. I will say that I have kickstarted four or five games. No, four. I don't. Remember. Did I do Shovel Knight? I don't think I did. Shovel Knight. I don't know. I don't remember. So I kicked. Uh, not including Shovel Knight, I kickstarted four games mm -hmm. in my life. I have received one of them. <laughs> do you know which one that was? I know it's not Mighty Number no. Nine. It was Mighty Number no. Nine. It I was Mighty. Number. That was the first thing I ever kicked yeah. in my whole life, and I never played it because they never released the Vita version. That's the one that I asked for. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I basically I'm um zero over four. Yeah. I got an email the other day. One of the ones that I kickstarted, Inner Space. It's like a it's like a weird. Oh, I've heard about that. Like yeah. flight game. Uh. And they're like, yo, we're almost ready. Pick the platform you want. And I'm getting it for apparently PC and PS4 because they're like, sorry. Yeah. It's been taking so long. And I looked at the bottom of the email. It said initial release date 2015. 
So this was supposed to come yeah. out in twenty in like summer twenty fifteen. Yeah. So they're two years late on it. I can honestly say I have never kickstarted a game. I've kickstarted two movies, um, a documentary on of uh, Batman, mm-hmm. and the Bill Finger one. No, it's no. a different one. Okay. And a, uh, it wasn't. I kickstarted the Goon movie, like the comic book, the Goon, like the movie version. Of that. It wasn't technically the movie. It was the, um, I forgot, the animatic reel of the entire movie for them to pitch to studios mm. that got put on the back burner. Cause the director of the goon went on and directed Deadpool. Oh, well, all right. Then. <laughs> Which, you know what? All things considered, I'm okay with that. I got a nice print and a t-shirt <laughs> and it got me Deadpool. And then I direct, I've kickstarted two comics and the fidget cube. And you and got the it. Fidget and cube. I got the fidget cube and I got the two comics, Uh fidget cube rousing success. <laughs> yes. I kickstarted a wallet that never got made and everybody was pissed. Uh, I gave them my money and they took the money. I also kickstarted a, a comic. Uh, what was it? Giant robot maintenance crew. They're a bunch of. They're a maintenance crew for like a giant like Power Rangers style robot. No, a right. Voltron style robot. That's it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these. I don't think these people are getting screwed. Uh, I mean, it's taken a long time, but it, it's also really complicated to initial to it to give. Uh refunds to some people and not everybody yeah so but hopefully this is this means that like things are finally you know on the right track and that they're gonna get the game yeah that they wanted originally and in a playable state yeah uh i should note that um at the end of the kotaku article that has the timeline of all the events uh it states that it remains unclear what play deck and ceo uh joel goodman did with the $660,000 that they raised on Kickstarter. So how is there another company involved? If they don't even know that these people are going to, if they don't even know where the money is. The other company came in and pretty much bought all rights and assets for unsung story. So they paid to have the debt of these, that they owe these people. Cause they owe these people a game for free. They owe these people a game. Yes. No, what when Playdeck got the six hundred sixty thousand dollars, it's unclear of what that money went to. Right. If that went to fund the game or went to fund something else. But these people need a game that they paid for, and who is going to like that? Ultimately, Little Orbit is going to deliver the game to these people. Right. Yeah. So, but they they bought the rights and whatever. Yeah. But on top of that, they're taking the debt that they owe these people. That, who the, owe, that play deck owns these people whoever owns the rights and is going to ship this game little orbit owes these people free games owes the kickstarter people free yes yeah or whatever they whatever the yeah. rewards were yeah no little orbit so they're gonna, gonna f- lose on that so they're hoping to gain on other sales i guess that's crazy yeah they must have gotten a sweet deal for, yeah for i don't this th- I, I don't think they yeah he says they did not pay any significant amount oh so they're probably, this guy was probably like, please just take this. Yeah. He's, he also said, we felt it was better for all involved if Playdeck no longer had any attachment. All right. Well, I I, I bet everybody got what they wanted yeah. out of that. All right, moving on. Yes. Uh, oh, well, we, it's time to go into the chat. But first, let's look at the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. I can't click on it. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. 
We need like a jingle or something for That's it. Learn it. Learn it, Will. Welcome to the Terror Dome. Come on All down. Right, this is from our friend of the show, Mike Ventimiglia. Yes. I retweeted it. He said, I love dinner. It's because me and him had a very nice date at Chili's <laughs> oh, yeah? with a gift card that has a funny backstory that I don't know if I should say. <laughs> but we, we, had to, uh, we had to spend our $40 gift card. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a nice little uh, thing. After you do it, there's a little survey you take. Mm-hmm. The survey is, are, are there any final comments you'd like to make regarding your visit he said i love chilies god has abandoned me <laughs> <laughs> and that was it that is that is that the is tweet great. of the week i also have a game i wanted to play but we're a little late so maybe next okay week. maybe next week we'll play a little game i want to have more we gotta have more fun on this we do have to have more well. fun this is a way too serious of a show yeah we talk about cultural appropriation we do maybe next time we'll have sombreros yeah uh, and something else super uh, sombreros with uh the kimonos yeah that's what we'll do and we'll speak in yiddish yiddish <laughs> there you go uh guys leave us talk to us in the chat also use the hashtag wolfden live on twitter or if you posted a comment on last week's video we will answer it right now yes just like mohammed hater hey will what's the nerdiest thing your fiance won't let you have at your wedding gee where do I start? <laughs> what nerdy things are you going to have? Am I going to have? Yes. Okay, so originally I got two <laughs> Funko Pop vinyls that kind of look like us mm-hmm. to use as cake toppers. That's not going to be no, it. But that I was am- a no-go. But, but she's letting me put them in front of the gift box where people put the envelopes. Nice. So there's that. What uh, are the Funko Pops? It's uh, f- Martin Starr from Silicon Valley and Jessica Jones. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> we both kind of look like them. Uh, the cake topper is Han and Leia. I did manage to get that. And the bridal party is walking out to the theme from Space Jam. I fought hard and I was going to die on that hill if I had to. But I won out on the that. The bridal party is The bridal Space party Jam. is coming out to Space Jam. You fought for the bridal party to come out to Space Jam. Yes. Why would... Why doesn't Rachel get to pick who the bridal party comes out to? Because I... No, the bridal party and the groomsmen that come out together. Oh, okay. Bridal party and the bridal party and groomsmen, yeah. Yeah, I fought, okay. I fought tooth and nail for that. I'm going to pump up the crap. <laughs> and then what nerdy things was I not allowed? Most of the time when I switched to just a nerdy thing, I was like half kidding just to see how far I can go. Like my, I would always like say like, you know what we can do? We could have a double dare themed wedding. <laughs> Get Mark Summers to be the officiant. I'd be the red team. You'd be the blue team. I can either marry you or take the physical challenge. And you always take, I physical, take challenge. physical challenge. And then the reception could be the double dare obstacle course at the end. And we got to get all eight flags or else we won't be able to go on our honeymoon. <laughs> or else you can never leave yes. the reception. That was probably the nerdiest thing she won't let me do. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't let you do that either. <laughs> uh, Fred, if the she are are in the next uh, X-Men movie, this is hashtag Wolf Life. Uh, would you want to see a live-action gladiator? Gladiator, because I sure as Fox would. I don't want to see the next X Men movie <laughs> because I don't think they're gonna do Phoenix right again. <laughs> yeah, because the next X Men movie is supposedly gonna be Dark Phoenix. Try and do it better than they did in X Men Last Stand. The last X Men movie was terrible. The last X Men movie was not good. Uh, Apocalypse. That was uh, a bad yeah. movie. Yeah, I was I was very disappointed. And the that. last two before that the... were very good. Yeah, I'm not including Logan. Logan right. doesn't count. Logan was great. Um, 
Yeah. Days uh, of Future first, Past and First Class. Those two yeah. were awesome. Those were great. And then the third one in that trilogy was terrible. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time to stop making X-Men movies. I want it to be a little more complicated. I'm glad they're doing Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I want everybody to suffer as much as we did with the, yes, with the, with the comics cartoons and the, the comics. comics yeah. Because X-Men is in, infinitely complex. Yeah. Makes no sense. And I I want everybody to experience that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Fred also says something about One Piece that I'm going to ignore because it says One Piece. Uh, <laughs> Abram, how do you feel about mobile ports on Switch? Gear Club Unlimited just got announced today. Mobile game first. I don't like it. I don't... I, I understand why they're doing yeah. it. And, like, I get it, but... I don't like how these games are being ported from the phone to the console, and then people are like, yeah, this game's good. It's not good. Like, <laughs> like Oceanhorn is not good. Right. It It's good on your phone because it's a Zelda knockoff, and yeah. you don't have Zelda on your phone. But you have the best Zelda game of all time on, on the, the Switch, Switch, and you're going to play Oceanhorn? <laughs> A knockoff Zelda game? Yeah. No, you're gonna play Zelda. Yeah, I. 110 percent of the people who own a Switch own Zelda. Yeah. Why would they buy Oceanhorn? I feel like we're gonna, especially in the beginning of the Switch's life cycle, we're gonna get a bunch of mobile ports. Yeah. Like it's gonna happen. It's happening. Yeah. It's, it's already happening. Right. Well, it's gonna continue to happen until like the Switch starts getting better and better games. Right. I did hear that apparently, um, Ultra Street Fighter Two on Switch sold very well. Yeah. So Capcom is now committed to making more Switch games. That's great. They're going to port Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 to Switch. Damn, yeah. that's good. I like that. So, um, Another mobile game was Implosion, which yeah. I played on the phone. And it was good on the phone because right. there's nothing else like it on the phone. But you have things like it on console. Right. So it's I, I don't see what the draw is. Hopefully this ju this doesn't mean that we're gonna get a whole bunch of like those game loft knockoff games like Nova, yeah, and I think Modern we will. Combat. I think we will. And like, what's the point? Yeah, there's no point. It's dumb. This is an actual console. There's no reason to port things for the phone, which is just largely knockoff games. Not that's not to discourage, like that's not to discount mobile games because things like Downwell are awesome. Right. But like I said previously in this podcast, it's good on the phone. Play it on your phone. Yeah. Last week, hello, whatever his name is, says Japanese people are too good. I hate playing against them. Nah. That's because we uh, talked about Splatoon. Yes. And I guess he's talking about Splatoon. Uh, Alejandro Romero, mostly weeaboos, bought Splatoon because they're into that tentacle fetish hentai. 10 out of 10? What? <laughs> I'm ignoring that. Okay. Um,. I regret buying Splatoon, says Darren. Maybe it's because I don't have friends to be competitive with, but I can't get into it. And then somebody commented, already played the campaign in online? Yeah, there's online campaign stuff. So, play play, uh, play the campaign. Also, like, uh, I mean, I used to play Call of Duty by myself, and I loved it. Yeah. I love playing Call of Duty by myself. You just zone out, but like... Uh, it's kind of difficult to zone out during Splatoon because you're just zoning out painting stuff and then you just get annihilated. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I guess to each their own. <laughs> you're allowed to not like something. But try the single player. Yeah. And and this, and the, uh, what's it called? The Salmon Run. Everybody likes Salmon Run. Yeah. 
I think that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, this week, Jesse McEwen, Implosion is good on the Switch, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I played it on the phone, and I was like, "This is only this. I can yeah. only picture it there." Viper thirty five seventy nine. Any word if the next Marvel vs. Capcom is coming to the Switch? No, but. You know, if Capcom is bringing more games to the Switch, we might get an older Marvel vs. Capcom. Maybe three, maybe two. Probably not infinite, but... Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... Banana Man, how does Milo Ventimiglia as Batman sound to you guys? No. All right. Then. I love Milo Ventimiglia, not as Batman. <laughs> Nightwing, maybe not Batman. Mostly because I just remember him on Heroes with that face he always made. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Timo, his name. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got super chat. Tyler says, "Is Splatoon campaign worth playing?" I find myself playing only multiplayer. Uh, I only paid. I only played the first level, and it was okay. I think it gets better. I want to get to the part where you grind, like in Sonic Adventure 2. Fred with the $5 super chat saying, read the tweet. I will read the tweet. Oh, it's a freaking One Piece tweet. Now I have also to. Also, One Piece episode $5. 800 this weekend. Good time to put out that review is all I'm saying. And, or that video with Fanatics 4. You should just watch episode 800 and do a review on it and not have, having seen anything else. I, I, I'm tempted to. <laughs> Um, AJ's been doing some anime videos that have been doing pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. People like anime. L uh, Logan of Fanatics Four actually reached out to me about if I ever do a One Piece video to bring him in on it. Was that like four years ago? That, that was they, that was like that. earlier this year. Oh boy. I know. I'm, I'm gonna. August is gonna be a very busy month for me, but I'm going to get to One Piece. You don't need to make possible. anybody <laughs> any promises. <laughs> Fark says, played Friday the 13th yet? Thoughts? I have not. Um, uh, well, it's not even a PC game. It's on no, PS4. It's PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I, I, it looks very good. I was actually just reading an article um, about how, despite the fact that the game is has a lot of technical problems and has gotten very bad reviews. It's gotten bad reviews? Yes. It's gotten very bad reviews. Um, it sold phenomenally well. I'm it, so, it made like $2 million. So sick of these survival games coming yeah. out that are super simple. Yeah. Like the idea of Friday the 13th is super simple. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is it? I only ever see one map. Yeah. So it's not, it can't possibly be hard to develop. Right. And they come out in immensely broken. Yeah. Friday the 13th, DayZ, H1Z1, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Arc Survival Evolved. Right. All of these survival games. And I'm roping in Friday the 13th because it kind of is a survival yeah. game. And they're all broken. And there's no reason. Yeah. Uh, Arc is like a little... That I can understand being hard to develop. But like you got to stop with these... With these uh, what are they called? Uh, early access games. Well, that's what they said. The, the co-owner of the studio, uh, Gun Media, who developed Friday the 13th, was talking about how like... Early access has changed the way like people get games and stuff. People are treating this like an early access game. Um, the way that you know the fact that a lot of people are playing it on YouTube and Twitch and like building the community that way. But but it's also an excuse for the companies to not 
to stop developing. Right. We st- Daisy has been out forever, mm-hmm. and it's still not out. Yeah. You know. I think Ark is finally coming out. And like, day when I play, year. I played Daisy like years after it was like initially like released to the public yeah. or open to the public, and it was the most broken game I've ever played in my yeah. life. Uh, more broken than uh, uh, what's that game called? Burger King game. Sneak King. Oh, Sneak King, yeah. It was, I'm not exaggerating when I say it was yeah. the most broken game I've ever played. Um, so that's bad. I will say, though, the fact that Friday the 13th is popular, despite all the bad reviews, is pretty much just a reflection, like, it's the exact same thing that the movies are. Because mm-hmm. none of the movies are good. Right. But, like, they're immensely popular. Yeah. Like, people love them. And now there's a game that matches, like, the appeal of the movies despite what critics have to say people like the crowd is like flocking to also it. reviews don't mean anything if the game's fun the game's fun yeah um it's just sad that these companies think it's cool to release uh games that aren't finished um yeah no i'm i agree with you 100 percent. it's yeah. just friday the 13th specifically like that aspect of it is interesting to me Atari Dude says Nintendo should buy back Rare and Perfect Dark. Seriously, make a true sequel to Perfect Dark. I would love that so much. Uh, Did Rare make Perfect Dark Zero? Yes. Oh, that was a million years ago. Yeah. Did they also do the the remake on 360? Xbox 360? They, they didn't develop it. That was a different development studio, but they, like, you know, oversaw it. Okay. So... Uh, the the license is is active, so yes. there's no reason why they can't. But Perfect Dark Zero flopped hard. Yes. So I don't know if a new game would work. I don't know. I mean, we never know. I mean, Rare is now making like a real game again with Sea of Thieves. So yeah, I don't see the appeal in that. I don't <laughs> see the appeal in all these games. People are going nuts about. Yeah. Uh, somebody brought up Mario and Rabbids in our Discord. Oh yeah. I I don't see why everybody's like so amped about yeah. that game. It doesn't look good. It looks really bad. And, and I get that it's like Mario cross XCOM and everybody yeah. liked XCOM, but why would you want Mario cross XCOM? Yeah. I don't know. I, People I, I love know. XCOM, Just play man. XCOM. You don't need to play XCOM with Mario in it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right, let's take like one or two more. Okay. Um, Paul says, Monster Hunter Double Cross demo will be region free. Still hope it comes to the US though. I will give that a shot. Monster Hunter Stories demo comes out next week on the 3DS. I don't know if I'm going to give that a shot. Interesting. But Double Cross will give it a shot because that's on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, Tevye asks, Will and Bob, any opinion on Resident Evil Vendetta? Because I saw the movie and thought it was really fun. That is the CGI animated movie. Wait, what is this? Resident Evil Vendetta. Oh, okay. Uh, I We have not seen it. No. Um, the only I of saw the, one fight scene. The only of the Resident Evil animated movies I've seen is Degeneration, the first one. Um... And it is basically just the game, but you can't play it. <laughs> well, okay then. So, therefore, it is not bad. Well, all right then. <laughs> Better than the live action movie. Yeah, you know, um, I like that. Because that's what the live action movie should be. Just yeah. a game that you can't play. Uh, Alejandro, Bob, what do you think of Mega Man Maker? I want to play it. I want to try it. Um, I don't think that Mega Man has the same sort of diversity in the levels as Mario. Like, yeah, I think it's harder to make more interesting levels mm-hmm. with Mega Man than with Mario. Yeah. What was, um, 
that game Keiji Inafune was working on before he left Capcom. It was like Mega Man Universe or something. Yes. And I think it was like a similar thing. It it had a Mega Man Maker in it. Yes. Yeah. That game sounded amazing. Yeah. I played. What did I play? They had it at Comic-Con. Was it Mega Man Legends 3? It was like Universe. What the hell did I play? Was it? How long ago was this? It was a long time ago. They had like three Mega Man games on display, and yeah. they all got canned. Uh, the one I played was like it was. It looked like Mega Man Nine. Okay. But uh, I played at. You got to pick the Mega Man you play as, and I played as the one from the cover art. Right. But it was pixelated. Yeah, it was Mega Man Universe. Was the one we're thinking of. Is that the one I played? That was supposed to... That was canceled in... Like 2011? 2010, 2011? This looks terrible. I don't think this is it. (laughs) Now I gotta bring this... I'm on the Mega Man, like, Wikipedia page, and there were three canceled Mega Man games that they're listing. Uh, Universe, Mega Man Legends 3, and Maverick Hunter. Maverick Hunter. Which was their weird FPS reboot of Mega Man X. Oh, yes. Actually, I kind of like the way that it looked. This this doesn't... This looks like a fan game or something. I'm trying to bring it up on screen. This looks absolutely horrible. Here we go. Look, I'll, I'll show it to you now, too. Once it, once it freaking comes up. Oh, I clicked on it. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Come on, you bitch bastard. There we go. Look how terrible that looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But is this real? Yeah. I don't remember that. What? I remember playing this game, but I don't remember it looking like that. <laughs> that looks awful. I think that was supposed to be like, you know, it had a weird art style to it. Yeah, it's freaking weird. That looks much better. Okay, this looks better. Yeah. I think I played this at Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, it'll never come out and we'll never see it. All right. Uh, I'm going to take one more. All right. Uh... No. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> you guys have terrible questions. No, I'm kidding. Uh... Vita Rock says that clickbait though. Which clickbait though? I guess he's talking about the this video. I don't know why that's clickbait. We talked about it. We did. I literally, I literally, just copied an article that was written about me. <laughs> and just put it in the title. That is, I didn't, I didn't even write that title. I just put yeah. the quotes around this guy. The clickbait though would be the thumbnail because the thumbnail is a little ridiculous for this video. Uh, last one, Munjin. Dragon says, Marvel vs. Capcom runs Unreal 4 right, so it might come to Switch. I want to bring up how everybody is talking about how the Switch can play Unreal 4. Yeah. And everybody's talking about how great that is and how all these games are going to be Unreal 4 now. And like, you know, like Zelda and Unreal 4. Remember how I have a video? Oh, one, yeah. one of our most disliked videos is me talking about how people yeah. got to stop saying just because a game's running in Unreal 4 that's going to be... Or, or this game would be good if it ran in Unreal 4. Yeah. 
like Mar like Mario. People are like, mm -hmm. this is Mario and Unreal 4. Look how cool it looks. No, Mario's fine where he is right now. Well, the thing about Unreal 4, Dad, do you have any opinions on Unreal 4 as you're walking away and almost tripping over our wires? You you almost <laughs> shut down the entire... <laughs> no, he's got nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> our father, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the thing about... Very insightful. <laughs> the thing about Unreal 4 is, because Unreal didn't run on, I, I don't think, the Wii or the Wii U. It's a big deal that it runs. It is a big deal, yeah. Uh, don't Nintendo, get me wrong. Nintendo's not going to have anything that's going to. I think that's the delayed super chat. Okay. <laughs> Nintendo's not going to make anything in Unreal, but anybody who wants to make an Unreal game for the Switch can. Right. Yes. So, if, which is important. If Marvel vs. Capcom is running in Unreal, then that that means porting it to the Switch probably won't be as hard as it would, say, porting it to the Wii U. Yes, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Marvel vs. Yes. Capcom corner of the Switch. I'm saying that people saying that Nintendo needs to develop games on Unreal Engine, that's dumb. Yes. Because their engines are fine. Yes. That was a $5 donation from MexMex saying, Love the show, guys. Some of the best gaming commentary out there. Keep it up. Also, Bob, let's play Mario Kart. Thank you very much, Danny, for the $5 uh, donation. Next time I'm on Mario Kart, add me. I don't know where my friend goes, <laughs> but add me. Go in the Discord and ask somebody for my yeah. friend. But thank you for that. We're going to leave it at that. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the live show, that's fine. It's cool, bro. We do put up an archived version every Thursday, also on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. And, and, and get this. We have an audio version of this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So if you prefer to listen to us, check us out there and make sure to subscribe, rate us, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Do you listen to? Do you watch Peter McKinnon? No. He's a like a like a camera guy on YouTube. Yeah. He do, at the end of his videos he goes uh, subscribe if you so desire and and I forgot what else he says. <laughs> have a good week or so. I'll see you next yeah. time. But you you kind of did that huh. anyway. I will be on Twitch in about half an hour. Twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf. Fred is spamming it in the chat. Also, mm -hmm. it is in the description of this video. I, tomorrow, I will be doing sketch cards for subs. So if you sub to me on Twitch, I have already sent you an email. If you haven't, if you want to sub, you can sub tonight or tomorrow, and I will draw you a sketch card and mail it to you. That is the, that is my stuff right there. Twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf. Thank you guys for being here. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, and thank you for 50,000 subscribers. <laughs> thank you for that. Goodbye again. Goodbye for real this time. Goodbye.